0: Hey there, and welcome to Bustin' Out of Breast Cancer, the show that has us straight talking about surviving and thriving breast cancer using the smile method. I am Shannon Burrows, your host for the show. I empower women to invest in the most valuable assets, their homes, health, and happiness. I found my purpose at the intersection of passion and pain while navigating my own breast cancer journey and became the person I couldn't find a certified cancer exercise specialist, and I want to make sure I share all of my expertise and knowledge with you to help you navigate your journey as well. Not to mention, there's a big gap between the medical and fitness industries that I am on a mission to fill. On the show, we share survivor stories and talk about thriving in life, not just surviving. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with three-time breast cancer thriver, Maria Goosens, and she is... The epitome of thriving in life, especially after a breast cancer diagnosis. Welcome, Maria, to the show. I'm so super excited to have you here and have <laughs> everyone hear your story and your journey. Um, I'm just going to preface this by saying Maria and I met by going through breast cancer. I think we were roughly around the same time. Um, we met because of our plastic surgeon. We had the same exact plastic surgeon, Dr. Vineyard from. Vineyard Institute of Plastic Surgery, who we all think is amazing. And uh, yeah, we just came together and uh, we became breasties. So it's been amazing. You've been able to um, go through some of my cancer exercise programs, which I appreciate your feedback and being able to help you. So thank you so, so much for being here.
1: Hi, Shannon. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm already tearing up and I just started.
0: Uh Oh, this <laughs> will be a really you. good episode then. I know. <laughs> Thank it's been a long time, so right? It's been a journey. Yeah,
1: when you think about been. it,
0: Oof, life, yes, is it has. So life is a journey. So it's a
1: different journey.
0: It's it's that and some. <laughs> that and some. <laughs> so we were brought together because of Dr. Vineyard and our breast cancer diagnosis. And um, you, I can't remember your exact first diagnosis, but I know you're going to share that with us and kind of how that all came about, how you got your diagnosis um, what your actual diagnosis was and then what your treatment was for your, for your first diagnosis.
1: Sure. Yes. It was, um, yeah, I did meet you by, um, from Dr. Vineyard and, um, that was back in
0: 2018. Oh,
1: wow. I know. I think, were you 2017? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like so so. long ago. I know. (laughs) Yeah, well, definitely, like you said, it's a journey. So yeah, 2018, when uh, of course uh, you hear those words, uh, you know, that you have breast cancer, you totally just feel lost. You don't even know where to start. What, and then you dial these all these different weird numbers to hear a recording of a cancer center and a breast surgeon and a plastic surgeon, and it's just awful feeling ever. Um, and then you're just connected to this big team of all these different physicians and specialists and whoever else that's involved, exercise specialists.
0: (laughs) Well, like you said, it's a team. You're absolutely correct. It's a team.
1: Yeah. And then they just help you navigate through this journey to figure it all out and to get better and to heal and to survive and thrive. Right. So, um, yeah, so in 2018, I, when I was first initially diagnosed, um, I was diagnosed with, um, stage one, HER2 positive breast cancer. So, um, when I first started, they told me, of course, I needed to go through, um, having surgery. I, um, was diagnosed, um, I was actually also, um, They told me I was BRCA2 positive. And so when they told me that, that's when I knew knew right away what kind of surgery I was going to have. I was going to have the double mastectomy. So that's what I had. Um, So I went through the surgery and I started chemo um, after. But because the tumor um, did not spread, it was contained, they told me I didn't need to have... Um, radiation. So I just went through the um, initial chemo, which was Taxol. And I also had to do a targeted therapy called Herceptin. Um, Went through all that, had my surgery, did the chemo, did not need radiation. Um, About two weeks after I was done with the Herceptin treatment, um, I was having some weird sensations in my back, like a burning burning pain in my mid back, kind of like where your bra strap is at, like in that area. So at first I thought, oh, maybe I'm having allergic reaction to the, this bra. I didn't know what was going on. So it's all kinds of different doctors. And finally, my oncologist just said, you know, let's just have a, you know, a scan, a PET scan, just in case you never know, peace of mind. I'm like, yes. Okay. I, I agree. Had um a PET scan that showed that the um, tumor reoccurred. And so I had a a reoccurrence of the breast cancer and again, um, started with another chapter of this journey, I would call it. And um, this time was a little different. When they tested the tumor, um, I was totally floored because it went from being a HER2 positive type of breast cancer to um, triple negative. And I don't know if you know much about the triple negative, but triple negative is a very harsh type of breast cancer and it's harder to treat. So of course um, the treatment was a lot um, stronger and harder, I would say. I'm not saying that the first time was easier, but um, definitely the chemo, they hit me hard. I had to take, um, I started with the Adriamycin, which I don't know, What the, I would say the industry, whatever you want to call them, people say it's called the red devil to red chemo, um, had to do that for like about eight weeks and another type of chemo called, um, cytoxin. It was just really hard, 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 hard stuff. Um, and followed by radiation, radiation. I had to have 28 treatments of radiation. So once I was done with the chemo, um, I started radiation and then, um, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm out in the clear, I'm done, you know, I'm done with this and let's just, you know, get this over with, uh, close this book and, you know, I'm going to go and just live my life and be happy. And so anyways, I do that. I get my, rec- I went and had PET scans done and everything and I, it's been fine. I've been clear. I'm in, you know, like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm clear. I'm Okay. And um, I was on surveillance care for every three months. I had to have like different scans and blood work for my markers and just make sure everything looked clear. And they were, and then next thing you know, I was going through, let me see, that was in 2019. I forgot to say that earlier. So when I was re-diagnosed with triple negative, it was in 2019, um, I think I completed treatment in 2020, um, just before the pandemic actually, just before the pandemic hit in February of 2020. Um, so from February of 2020, I think, yeah, everything's been good. So 2021, unfortunately, I lost my mom to breast cancer. She was, um, a nine year survivor. Um, she passed away in April of 2021. Um, so that right there, just like, it was a big. Just uh, broke my because, gut. Yeah, definitely. Because here I am just surviving and thriving and thinking, you know, everything is just great. And then here comes my mom with, you know, with this diagnosis. And I'm just like, ugh. And unfortunately, she didn't make it through it, you know? So, um, went through that, was, that in 20. 20- was she re diagnosed or was she it? She just- was. Okay. She was. So, she was diagnosed. Um, what, what's nine years, nine years ago, what was nine years ago? In Math. <laughs> so, and she 2022
0: had a minus nine. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> nine years ago, she had a reoccurrence or she was a nine year survivor. And then she just was, uh, she had a reoccurrence in 2021.
1: She had a reoccurrence in 2021.
0: And what was that diagnosis? Was that
1: the breaths? It, it, it had a it head metastasized, metastasized okay. to her liver and her lungs. Yeah. So, um, that had to be after, scary for
0: you though. I don't mean oh, to cut yeah. you off, but that had to be scary oh. for you because at this point you've gone through your own original diagnosis, which is BRCA2. And, um, did you know to be tested for that? Or did your team say, we're going to test you for this?
1: Yeah, no, I didn't. I had no idea. No, okay. this was all speaking like they were speaking a foreign language to me. I had no idea. Right. Um, so yeah, my, my surgeon and my, um, oncologist, um, yeah, they just notified me and told me, just want to let you know that we just sent this out and, um, this is what came back and we feel, you know, that you should know your options. And so they put them in front of me and I kind of went over it with my classic surgeon and I decided this is what I want to do.
0: Mm-hmm. So that had to be so like, here you are, you had your first diagnosis 2018 and you're like, oh my gosh, okay. I got through this like amazing. And then two weeks later, it's like, Boom punch upside the face of another diagnosis, triple negative to boot, which is like the absolute, I'm going to, I'm not going to say the worst, but you know, it's not, it's not the most ideal. Cause it is the most, you know, harder to treat and all that. And so it's like, I feel like you just took it like a step up and you're like, seriously, like what I started with this diagnosis and now we're moving in this diagnosis. And then you get through that. And then you have your mom to deal with, Jen, I'm sure you're thinking, Okay, well, I made it through this. I made it through this. My mom is, you know, nine-year survivor. Like, I got this too. Like, this is going to be amazing. Right. And right. I remember when you were going through all that with your mom. And mm-hmm. I mean, I still, I still envision the pictures that you were posting of like being out in the snow and like how hard it was to try to get to her.
1: Right.
0: And uh, that was just yeah. like horrific. Like, I remember that. Yeah. Like it was yesterday, you know. So like, my heart goes out to you because I, I like, I feel for you, and I remember mm-hmm. the moment that you were going through that. So. I can't imagine the feelings that you were having going through your own two different diagnoses, and now watching your mom have a reoccurrence and metastasize. So what was that? Like, how did you navigate that? Because that's, you have to be strong for your mom, but you also have to be strong for you and your own family. Right.
1: I want to say it was just about my mindset and my faith. Yeah. You know, definitely, because you can definitely go from one extreme to the next with the negative thinking. You just, yeah, one minute you're thinking you're, you're, you're digging your own grave, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're like, OK, I got to stop this. This is uh, my mom's journey is not my journey. Her story right. is not my story. Um, I'm going to be OK. And it was one of those things like, you know, she was a nine year survivor. And I'm going to live beyond that because of what we have nowadays that, you know, all this um, research and um, what, you know, just everything that they have to offer us now, you know, Mm -hmm. that wasn't out there nine years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So um, again, I would say it's all about mindset, just keeping, you know, just, just looking straight, looking forward and knowing that I'm going to be okay.
0: I think it's so important that you, you say my number one is mindset. Like I'm always talking about mindset is number one. Like it's the one thing you control. You could focus on that. You can change that. Um, but you also mentioned how it's their journey, not your journey. So your journey is not my journey or any of the other listeners. It's your journey, but we share our journeys to help others along the way, you know, whether it's little tips, tools, resources, whatever, you know, whether it's just, you know, just reintroducing like mindset is such a big part of this journey, life in general. And that, um, you know, it's, it's okay to recognize that you're hurting, you're in a, a slump, whatever, but also at the end of the day, someone else is going through something too. And maybe just listening to them talk about their story can help you as well and vice versa, you know, so that's a, that's huge. So here we are nine year survivor and you're already on your second diagnosis and you must be thinking, Holy crap. Right.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So now Um. you're still going through treatment on your second diagnosis at this point. Correct.
1: Um actually, so my second diagnosis was a triple negative and I finished treatment.
0: Oh, fall of um, 2020, right?
1: Um sorry for no. I finished treatment in February of twenty twenty, yeah. right before the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you said fall. Okay. No, February. So I had my notes here, February
0: 20th. (laughs) Okay, okay. Just making sure. I have to write down notes because otherwise I I
1: forget. I know I used to try to keep notes of like all these dates. Okay, date of my surgery, date I started chemo, the day I finished chemo, and then my second diagnosis, this date, that date. I was like, you know, I don't even, I'm not even worried about dates anymore. (laughs) I was like, this is just way too much. Yeah. So, um, okay, yes, correct. February of 2020 is when I finished my second round of chemo. So I've been in the clear um, and then, like I said, in in 2021 when I lost my mother, um, shortly right after that, um, I was still under surveillance care under my oncologist and um, my my white blood count was a little elevated. So we just kind of been keeping an eye on that for several months, um, six to eight months, somewhere around there. We just been like, I was like every month I was having blood work done and they just kept on creeping up and creeping up and creeping up. And of course you go to Dr. Google and it's like Mm. the worst of the worst. So it's like, okay, I'm staying off the computer. I'm not looking, not going to Google this anymore. Um, and then now going to what I'm about to tell you. So, um, the let's see, when was it? I think it was in August of 2021. We finally de- say, decided, um, my you know, my oncologist and myself, we started, we started discussing, okay, now what's going on because my levels are just not right. They're totally elevated. And so, um, she, we decided, um, to do a bone marrow biopsy because, um, my whites, my white blood work was just, kept on going up and we couldn't figure out why. I felt fine, got tested for COVID, no COVID. Um, I felt fine, I didn't feel sick. And usually your white blood count is showing some type of infection. So um, we did blood work trying to figure out if there's gonna be a blast to show if there's some abnormalities. And no, everything looked good on paper. So it was time for a bone marrow biopsy. So I said, okay, I guess let's do this. I mean, I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to be fine. I know this is not going to show anything. Everything's going to be great. Well, I went, um, had a bone marrow biopsy and, um, it came back actually normal negative. So I was like, okay, this is great. Awesome. Because of course that's going to show a sign of some type of leukemia. Um, So about maybe a month later after my bone marrow biopsy, my levels still shot up high and we're like, okay, something's going on. Something's just not right. I feel fine. I don't feel sick. I was maybe a little bit tired than usual. Um, so my oncologist said, you know, let me, I just, I'm going to just do some more blood work here. I'm going to do, um, it's like a, um, Uh, what does she call it? It's called BCR-ABLE, which checks for, um, again, like a blast to see if there's some type of traces of leukemia. So I'm like, okay, I'm thinking my bone marrow is negative. Everything is fine. It's just my whites. I'm thinking maybe I am, I'm sick and I just don't know where it's coming from. I'm like, I don't know. You know, you start now, you're starting to think maybe I don't feel good. (laughs) But, um, so she did that. And unfortunately that came back that yes, there was something there. So then that just led to test after test after all kinds of like, uh, blood scans, you know, all this stuff. So, um, November, um, like at the end of November, just after Thanksgiving. So like, say the beginning of December, um, I did found, I found out that I have chronic, um, myeloid leukemia and, um, which is a type of bone marrow, um, an abnormal blood marrow, uh, cancer. Um, it's a slow progressing, type of leukemia and um, and it does, like I said, it, it usually starts in the bone marrow. We caught it early um, because it did not show up in my bone marrow. And so when they did the aspiration of my bone marrow, it didn't, it didn't come up. Uh, but they did find it in this other you know, test that they did. Um, but it is a mutation. It's a gene um, abnormality. And usually what that, what that means, it's just, um, it's a mutation of your chromosomes. If I understand again, it's like speaking another language to me, it's like speaking foreign, I'm learning as I go, but it's, um, it's a mutation that is formed, um, and it does something to your genes. It's like, it splits your genes or not, not, not your genes, your chromosomes. So it's like a chromo, your chromosome 22 and your chromosome nine, that kind of just flip and they, they, attach themselves and they become like an immature cell and they're not growing like as a normal white blood cell. Um, so again, uh, this was, this happened like in the beginning of December when I found out and, um, so I was told that I was going to have, this is just going to be a long journey and I had to start chemo again. So now I'm on an oral chemo and the chemo will be anywhere from a year to three years. And, um, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore, because again, I just get really upset when I talk about it. Cause I just still feel like it's unreal just feels so unreal, you know, but, um, I started this chemo in January and, um, it's been, I've been going on four months now, but the first three months I could tell you it was, it was just awful, horrific. The side effects were just horrible.
0: I, I don't understand. I like it. I remember you sitting in my living room telling not only myself, but a couple of us other, um, breasties are thrivers. It just came out of nowhere. You can cry. It's okay. Let it out. That's what we're here for. Um, And we were all just taken back, just like you were, right? Like, how the hell do you finish one diagnosis, two weeks later, get another diagnosis? And then, what, two years? Not even a year. Yeah. 2020? Yeah. A year year later, a little over a year. Like another one. Like, all different. It's like, are you kidding me? Now, do they say, that there's any correlation between the chronic myeloid leukemia and the breast cancer at all, or no?
1: No, not really, because it's a, um,
0: because it's blood.
1: It's a gene. It's a mutation. I carry the mutation. And, um, so basically what the doctor, what she first told me was, um, because my body had been through so much chemo and radiation, um, one of the effects of that, like, like 1% of, you know, patients can get a secondary diagnosis of a, like a sec, you know, a secondary ca- uh, cancer. Um, so in the beginning, of course, that's what you're thinking. You're thinking, okay, well, you're, you know, you have BRCA, you carry that mutation. Um, triple, you know, you go through your first diagnosis um, of the HER2 positive positive, went through that chemo. And then you go and you have a secondary uh, triple negative breast cancer diagnosis. You go through that. So it's like my body has seen a lot of chemo and has been through a lot of radiation through having all different kinds of PET scans and scans and, you know, radiation. Um, She says it probably beat up my, my bone marrow a little bit. So we're thinking, okay, this is probably why, you know, because I went through so much chemo, so much radiation that it's beat up my bone marrow. So Um, everything you did to try to
0: save your life has. Correct. Everything you've done to try to save your life. Right.
1: Right. So then here we go. And then we're like, she did the the BCR able, which is, you know, detecting that mutation and it was positive. So now we're kind of leaning on that, that I just have this mutation, but again, there's no scientific reason, or we don't know what could have caused it. But I mean, if you think about it, I have been through a lot. Um, you know, my, my body has been beat up a little bit. So, um, yeah, like I said, so now I'm on this new chemo. It's an oral pill that I take every morning, every day, seven days a week, (laughs) So I don't get any rest time, you know. Um, she said, you know, usually in about a year, um, she could, you know, if my body goes into some type of state of remission, that I could probably stop it for a little bit for quality of life. But as of right now, she doesn't want me to stop it at all. Um, I need to take it daily. And I mean, like I said, in the for, in the beginning, I mean, I was, I don't know my body was just not liking this. It was just like, Oh God, here we go again. I further, I felt like I was pretty much like, all right, I got this. You know, my body is healing. I feel good. I'm working out again. I'm like feeling like a normal person, you know, my new normal. And then here we go again with another diagnosis, my third diagnosis that's going to stick around for a while, you know? Um, yeah, I was just having major migraines. I've never had a migraine in my life. It was just like a excruciating pain in my head. Um, running down my back and lots and lots of bone pain and joint pain. I mean, I couldn't even walk to the bathroom days. you know, I couldn't even get out of my bed.
0: Mm. So let's talk about your quality of life. You know, you talk about what's your quality of life. So you just talked about how there's been days that you couldn't even get out of bed, but does the type of chemo that you're on currently, does that help that?
1: No, this is the chemo I'm talking about. So, um,
0: oh, so the side effects from the chemo this, make you feel yes, that way. Gotcha.
1: Right. It's getting better. I don't know if it's because my body is starting to get used to it. Um, like I said, it's only, I'm going on my fourth month. So I would say the first two and a half months, cause I feel like I'm just now starting to feel better. It was, yeah, it was to the point where I couldn't, I mean, everything hurt my, all my bones, all my joints getting, I mean, literally lifting my bed from the, lifting my head from the pillow hurt. It was bad. Um, my quality of life now, like I said, I'm on my road to feeling better. Um, am I a hundred percent? No, but I'm okay with that. You know, I'm like, okay. I mean, as long as I'm able to get around and do things and, I mean, you know, like you said, it's about mindset. It's about just taking your head out of the gutter, your mind out of the gutter and just trying to do things. And I told you before, and you know this about the crafting, I think that helps a lot mentally. And um, that's like my little therapy, you know, I, I can come home and I'm exhausted. I'm like, okay, I could literally take a shower and just go straight to bed and not wake up till tomorrow because my body is tired. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I can't do that. I'm like, I'm too young for this. I don't want to live like this. You know, so I got into um, crafting, which I make polymer clay earrings with my daughter. And they're so, so beautiful. <laughs> so I try to come home and I'm like, oh, I really don't feel like doing this. I, you know, I wish I had the energy to like go and run on a treadmill like I used to, which I try to a couple times a week or I try to do some yoga. Um but it just hurts so much to do that. So, but I try, even if it's for 10, 15 minutes, I do. Yeah.
0: Do but I um, right? just move
1: keeping my mind busy is right now my most important goal to um, achieve. And that's what I've been doing. I've been coming home. I'm like, okay, here I am like rolling out all my clay and all this stuff. And just like, just working on that and keeping my mind busy.
0: It's an outlet, right? It's an outlet yeah. to, you know, forget about all the crap that you're going through, but it also allows you to just bring out that creativity that, you know, you have within yourself, which is important. You know, you have your, your mind shifted and you're like, Oh, I'm going to get creative. I'm going to blend these colors. I want to do this shape. You know, I'm going to get creative, something that you can control, right. Focus on the things you can control. Like let's focus on the mindset. Let's go ahead and focus on this beautiful piece of jewelry that I'm going to create. And I created that, (laughs) Yes, (laughs) which is pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. It's nice. So question for you, a, a couple questions. Um, so on the chronic myeloid leukemia, is that something that can be cured or is that something that just, they bring your, your levels to a point that they can sustain them? And like, how does that work? I know, it's very rare cancer, correct?
1: Yes, it is. Um, it's considered, it's called CML for sure. So CML, um, I'm not, I, again, I'm new to this, but I do not believe it can be cured because it is a mutation, okay. um, but it is treatable. It's very, very treatable. I, um, I'm not on Facebook, but I am on Instagram and I have been, um, you know, going on, you know, looking for people in blogs and blogs and there has been people that have really succeeded with the medication I'm on, the chemo, and also just living with CML for years and years and years and years. Um, I haven't met anyone close to what I've been through, meaning the two-time breast cancer survivor or two-time cancer diagnosis, I should say, and now being diagnosed or to, for the third time with a new type of cancer. I have not met anyone, so hopefully um, I will soon and I can get some feedback on that. Um, but I have just met regular CML um, patients and they seem to do very well. Um, so I'm hoping to get some good results um, with that. But I think what it is is that um, there is probably no cure as of yet, but they do. What they do is they keep you on this chemo. And the reason why they say one to three years is because your body is your body is constantly producing bone marrow your blood you know so I think they just try to get you into a remission so like I said after a year you know they'll do another you know um, blood scan or what do you call that like a the, the blood cultures and to, to just kind of figure out where you're at in your process and your time and then um, go from there and then you just make these little small goals and see where you're at or in one year and if I'm at a at a stage in my life, and the time, you know, with the chemo that I'm on, hopefully I can go off this medication and then just follow through that way. Or, you know, if I have to go for two years, three years, I think the longest you can be on this chemo is five years. So it could be one to five years, but my goal is one to three.
0: fever, <laughs> I love it. Yeah,
1: hopefully one, but you know, we'll see.
0: So you talked about, you haven't been able to find anybody, um, that has gone through all of your diagnosis. So I, I am going to challenge you to spearhead that. And I think you should be in charge of creating that group or that, that culture for anyone that has been through that, because as of right now, you don't know anything different other than what you've been through. Right. So you can just share your journey. Right. And I know that you, I I know that you do understand and you know how passionate I am about sharing, you know, other people's journey in order to help other people. And I know that you feel the same way. So, um, I think that it sucks 110% what you've gone through. And, um, but I do believe that you are a powerhouse and I do believe that you are someone to look up to and, you know, I admire your strength, your perseverance, your courage, your, you know, your hope, like everything, you know, it, it, like, again, everyone has their own journey. Um. I don't want to say that I feel guilty for having my diagnosis, that it wasn't as, I don't know, the words are not even right, like to say, but like everyone has their own diagnosis. But I can look at you and I'm like, holy crap, like I can't believe you've been through so much in such a short period of time and you're so young. And it's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing how you are literally thriving. You are literally the definition of thriving right and and I admire you for that for for everything so let's talk you, about Shannon.
1: actually yeah go ahead I was just gonna
0: say actually I do look up to you when I
1: see you and how motivated you are and you're always happy you're smiling and I'm like okay you know like it just it, it just makes my heart smile and makes me feel good you know
0: Oh, like, thank you. She's
1: so happy. I could be happy too. You know what I mean? Just like
0: that's, that yeah. smiles
1: contagious. I should say.
0: <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate that. It is a choice every day. Trust me. There's some days that I'm like, Ugh. but you know what? It's a choice, right? You know, yeah. I, I can either go down the path of this sucks or I can go down the path of like, you know what? It's a new day. What's going to happen. Who am right. I going to meet? Whose life can I change? you know, that's, that excites yeah. me. So, um, being that this is your CML is a genetic mutation, how does that, um, fare with your kids? Like, do you, do they need to get tested? Do you need to be concerned about that? How does that? How does well, that just
1: being, yeah, just being BRCA positive is mm-hmm. also a genetic. So, my, um, actually my daughter was already tested. She's 26 years old and, um, hers, she was, t- she was tested negative. Um, my son, he's 22, so he has not been tested yet. As of yet, I'm not sure what we haven't really touched on that topic with him yet. Or again, I should say we've discussed it when, back in 2018, but i um, not sure yet what we're going to do. Um, but yes, they do. Um, you know, they would definitely have to be, um, you know, on a watch. I mean, not as close as like myself, but yeah, definitely. They would, um, I would definitely have them just make sure that they follow up with physicians and just do their regular annual exams and
0: yeah. and just make sure that yeah, they're, they're in their aware. medical history. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's so important that people talk about things that are going on in their life with their health, because my mom, doesn't share diddly squat about her health. And it pisses me off. I'm like, have you ever had anything? Have you had a biopsy? Have you had any, like tell me something like no, nothing. And like, meanwhile, I want to share everything with everyone because it's so important, especially, you know, I want to share with my daughter. Um, Right. But it's unreal. Like it's unreal. You talked about real quick, um, how you're no longer on Facebook and how you're only on Instagram. And there's a reason for that. And I want people to know that it's okay to disconnect, to remove yourself from toxic situations, toxic relationships, toxic energy, all of that good stuff. And um, would you mind sharing why you decided to get off of Facebook? Sure. <laughs> you don't have to go no. in depth. You can, you can just go, you can just, you can just surface it. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Well, I could say social media, it became so draining after a while.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think, yeah, in the beginning, I was all like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I just went to Facebook for everything breast cancer related, right? And it was like that big hoorah, yay, yay, this, that, and the other, raising this, raising that, which I'm all, you know, all for that, 110%. Um, after my mom passed away, it just seemed like a lot, like you said, to- toxic. A lot of a lot of things were just too toxic. I said, you know I need to take a step back. Um, and the beginning of my diagnosis, I can tell you everyone from under the sun was there for me. If you need anything, I'm here for you, friends and family. Um, after that first diagnosis, the second diagnosis, it's kind of like, where's everyone at kind of thing. Like, wow, this is when I need them the most. I was just re-diagnosed and now, now triple negative, which they have no idea what that means, But like everyone just like, I guess life went on and that's how I felt like, okay, you know, no, I just felt like no one cared, which I know that's not true, but you think that Mm -hmm. Um, but no one was around and it was kind of like, I don't know. I kind of like took it personal. So then I'm like, okay, I know the phone works both ways. I'll reach out to, you know, so-and-so or whoever. Right. And I did but still it was just like everyone ghost, you know, as they say, no one was really around. So it kind of just, I didn't like that feeling. It was very hurtful. Like, you know, here I am, I'm still going through this. Right. And I'm like, all right. So I was like, maybe I just need to take a break from social media because I see everyone just live their life and everyone's on vacation. Everybody's having fun and laughing and happy. And here I am fighting for my life. Right. Um, so I said, okay, I think I just need to take a, a break from social media and just kind of say, okay, you know what, man, I just need to take care of myself and heal. Um, and when I did, it actually felt good, I guess, because I didn't see any anything anymore. I didn't see what anyone was doing, so I didn't have to worry and feel that way anymore. Um, and now it's been over, like, I think it's been about a year now that I haven't been on and I do miss it every now and then. Um. But a lot of those people are still not around. And here I am going through a third diagnosis, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. And they probably don't even know.
1: um, You're right. And it's because I'm not on social media and I'm not posting about this. So I feel like they don't know why, because they don't reach out. I reach out to a lot of these people, which are my family. Um, But I don't even get a call like, hey, Maria, are you okay? How's everything going? And, you know... I'm like, all right, I guess I'll just sit back here and I'm just going to, you know, just ignore it and not worry about it too much. But it's actually been nice not being on Facebook so much because, I mean, I'm on Instagram and I think because Instagram is just more like on the down low, kind of quiet and just like, you know, you could follow who you want to follow and don't follow who, you know, just so, but Facebook, it just became like a little, like it put me like into a, like a depression. And I think it's because it was more for family for me.
0: Like It is very overwhelming. Like there's days that I'm like, oh, like I have to be on, I mean, social media, you know, is for business as well for, you know, for me, but um, it is, it it is very draining. Right. I would post,
1: mm -hmm, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I'm just going to say it's just very draining. Like I get it.
1: Yeah. Well, I think where I finally just said I've had enough is when I had friends going out to the club, let's say, you know, and family. And they're posting pictures of them being just themselves, I guess, and the club <laughs> and uh, dancing and doing so on so on, whatever. And here I am like just sitting on my sofa, sick, like vomiting, throwing yep. up, like I can't even keep my head up. And I have family and friends posting, Hey, it looks like you guys are having a great time. Oh, you know, whatever. And they're, you know, just, and then I would post a picture about breast cancer and not a word. And that just like, it bothered me. I'm like, okay, why is this bothering me? Why is this eating me up? And of course my husband's just like, you know, just don't think that way. He tried, you know, I'm just like, I can't because it's mainly my family, you know? I don't, you know, hopefully one day they will realize how much, you know, I love them to death. And I'm like, why am I try, I try to be there for them and I call them and, you know, but like this to me, I felt like, you know, you feel like it's a death sentence. It's not, but I'm like, here I am. Like, I'm so sick. I don't feel good. My husband's working. My daughter at the time was traveling a lot with her husband. Cause that's, you know, he has a job that he travels. My son is in school and then he was working at night. I was here most of the time, like 80% of the time by myself feeling lonely. You have mm-hmm. all these dark thoughts going through your mind and no one, no one's around. Like you said, crickets. So, so that's I would say that's the reason why I just stopped Facebook for a little bit Um, and I stopped posting about, you know, my situation, my journey. and I, I know I told you earlier, you feel like when someone asks you, how are you doing? They're asking for like, oh, I'm okay. Or I'm good. Because when you start going into, well, today, you know, <laughs> I didn't feel good. I had a major headache and my stomach. And, you know, you just, and you're just, you feel like they're rolling their eyes and like, oh God, here we go again, you know? But I think it's just me thinking that way. I'm like, maybe mm-hmm. they really do care and they want to hear the whole story, but I try to cut it short. Like, oh, I'm okay. I'm good you know,
0: but it does. But then people have to (laughs) pry and be like, but no, like, how are you really doing? (laughs) I I think everything that you just said is so incredibly valuable for the listeners, because I can guarantee you there's at least one, if not many that do feel and have felt the same way you do, whether they just want to get off social media, whether they just feel like nobody cares, friends or family, you know, I've, I've talked on numerous episodes about, you know, what you really you do find out like there's some people that you think are going to be there and some people that aren't, and some people don't know how to handle it. Um, and so you have to give them that grace, right? They don't know how to handle the diagnosis and that could be a spouse. It could be a friend. It could be family, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. we talked about before, you know, I do believe that people are in your lives for a season a reason or a lifetime or, absolutely. you know, and, and sometimes, too. yeah. And sometimes that happens and it sucks. It mm-hmm. absolutely sucks. But at the end of the day, It's your life and your journey and you share what you want, how much you want, how little you want, because it's your life. It's your journey. You're not here for anybody else to share. It's for you because you want to be able to look back on those things and be like, holy shit, I made it through that. Look at me. I'm a rock star. So share away. (laughs) Who cares if like people, you know, if anything, just look at it as it's your journal. It's your diary. It's your Bible. It's your blog. It's whatever. And people can choose to follow it or not. It's yours. Your life, your journey, your time, your thoughts, your words, your actions, everything. Absolutely. Yours.
1: Absolutely. You I know? have gotten where, you know, some people say, I just don't know what to say. And for us, At least I feel honest. Like, yeah, At it least is honest. honest. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And then, you know, I actually, one of my really good friends after like six months, I actually finally was like, okay, you know, I miss her. So I text her. She had no clue. She's like, oh, my God, I had no idea you felt this way. I'm like, really? Really? Like, how did you have no idea? And she says, I just don't know what to say.
0: At least she was honest. I'd rather have someone say, I don't know what to say than be like, oh, I didn't think it was a big deal. Yeah. Or something like along those lines
1: you know and now she keeps in touch you know every now and then she'll 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 reach out whatever she still doesn't know what to say she's like i just don't know what to say it breaks my heart that you're even going through this and i'm like i know it sucks i said but you know what i'm still a normal person i still have feelings and i still want to right. be around i want to talk to you
0: even if it's you know to talk whatever yeah to shoot the shit like she calls it <laughs> that's right that's right but i think that's such a valuable lesson is you never know what someone else is thinking or feeling And we can, we humans in general can always make assumptions and we can go down this dark path of like this whole dialogue, which is completely untrue. And you've made it up in your head. And then you go to talk to somebody and they're like, what are you talking about? Like, I never thought that way. I never felt that way. Whatever. And you're like, yes. Oh my God. I just wasted all of that energy for that. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you can just try to think that, try to stay optimistic and be like, you know what? hopefully everyone wakes up every day trying to do the best they can with what they have at the end of the day. That's all you can ask for, right?
1: Yeah. And hopefully that is, yeah, that's what everyone's intentions are.
0: Exactly. That's what we hope for. Yes. Let's talk about what a rock star of a supporter you have for a husband.
1: <laughs> oh my God. I don't know what I would do without him. I really don't.
0: He has been amazing. He- can you imagine having to be the spouse of someone going through now their third cancer diagnosis and he lost his mom to cancer, correct? No, his father, his father. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His father in 2013. Yeah. His father went through a stem cell transplant and um, it's what I think he lasted about uh, maybe two years, two years before he passed away because he, um, I guess it's called graft versus host where your body just started neglecting his body started neglecting the, the, um, the, yeah, the cells, the transplant of the other persons that donated. Yeah. It was, it was just awful. Um, so yeah. So the, then, yeah, of course he says, you know, this is not my first rodeo, but you know what, I'm going to ride this ride with you. And I tell you, he's,
0: hmm. he's amazing. I don't don't know I don't think I could have done it without him
1: he went to every single one of my appointments sometimes I think my oncologist is like oh gosh he's here again because he asked more questions than I ask that's good (laughs) and um he knew every I mean like he would come home and he literally like that that was like um his research he knew where my chemo was made, how it was made. And I mean, like unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. He went to every single one of my appointments, um, every single one of my chemos. Um, he's just unbelievably like amazing.
0: Yeah. I give a high five Uh, to Dad. He's amazing. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And there's just not enough words to even say how, how amazing he is.
0: Well, this is now recorded, so you have this. I'll say,
1: okay, just listen to this part. (laughs) Fast forward to this part, please. Yeah, no, amazing. Yeah, thank you for saying that because I think we do forget how amazing and how hard being a caregiver is. Yep. You know, and I don't want him to ever think that I took him for granted.
0: No, I know you don't. I know you love him. You appreciate him and your kids. They're there for you on everything. Most definitely. If you're not following Maria on Instagram, you should be following her. I'll put her link into the show notes because she always is posting pictures of her beautiful flowers and orchids that she has (laughs) and her beautiful backyard and her beautiful (laughs) dogs. So... I definitely yeah. want you to connect with her because she is a great soul and with a big heart and you should really connect and talk about your journeys, ask for help. She clearly has been through a shit ton and um, hopefully it's okay. I'm going to share your Instagram handle. Of course, yes. Okay, good. I probably should have asked that beforehand. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> no, of course.
0: Not. Um, and uh, I just want to ask you, what would you be one piece of advice. Now you've been through a lot. You've been through two breast cancer diagnoses and now a leukemia diagnosis. So with all of this, what would be, and you don't have to narrow it down to one, but what would be one piece of advice that you would give to the listeners? It doesn't matter if they're not diagnosed, newly diagnosed, gone through treatment, just how you've been able to navigate all of this and how important has exercise been through navigating this?
1: Okay. Um, again, I think I have to go back to mindset. Like I said, yeah. we could definitely after a diagnosis go straight to just a dark place. Um, I'm a believer. So I listen to my, um, my Joyce Meyer. She's my inspiration for faith. Um, I listen to her every single morning just for some type of wor- word <laughs> advice and, um, and just to, to start my day off on a positive note, you know, so I would say mindset and faith. Um, and for my exercise, um, I'm trying, I'm working on it um, slow, you know, one step at a time that's it. And like I said, and when I can't do it physically, I do it mentally. I come home and I use my hands to craft whatever I can just to keep going.
0: Exercise the brain. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's amazing. That is, I'm so excited that we finally got to have this interview. You know, I've been telling you, I've been wanting to do this for the longest time. And then You've been a little bit preoccupied with going through everything that you have going through, and then losing your mom. And then what you didn't mention is you lost your sister on top of that.
1: I, yeah.
0: And I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah. I know
1: it's okay. I mean, we can. I can bring it up briefly. Um, just I just celebrated her over the weekend. Um, it was her 60th birthday. I'm sorry. No, nope, don't um, be sorry. She actually, the crafting, <laughs> I give her all the, all the credit because I'll tell you, she was the, um, the one in the family. Um, when I was first diagnosed, um, she made me my first little blanket to take to me to go and sit in that cold chair. <laughs> um, she made me my breast pillow. She made me my little lanyard with a little pouch to carry my little drains. So um, she was my deaf. she was my biggest cheerleader. She was here when she could take a weekend off, she was here cooking for me. So um, in 2021, um, seven months after losing my mom to breast cancer, Isabel, got sick and um, she thought it was just a cold and um, and she ended up COVID and she ended up in the hospital and uh, fast forward, we lost her to COVID. Uh, She fought, she fought hard, um, but we did, we lost her to COVID. So she passed away in November. November 22nd, Monday before Thanksgiving. So it's been it's been a tough road and I literally was diagnosed with the leukemia just right after that, like the following week. Um, so it's just been it's been tough. it's been tough, but um, I believe God has a purpose for all this and um, he's not done with us and or with me and there's so I'm sure there's something, greater out there and um but yeah it's been tough
0: I'm so sorry Maria
1: yeah so her birthday was on April 7th and this past weekend uh, she lived in Orlando so we went up to Orlando and I went and we um you know had a little celebration for her it was nice
0: that's good always be able to celebrate them keep them close at heart close in mind right yeah I don't really know how much one person should have <sighs> to take um yeah. but when I say that you are the ultimate thriver you are the ultimate thriver Yeah. you you are you're amazing yeah and it's been heavy
1: keep... it's been heavy but the, the I think the load is lightening up a little bit and I could definitely see a bright light
0: well, that's good. As long as you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, this episode does <laughs> not mean this episode was not meant to be sad or bring anybody no. down. It legit is real life, and it yeah, it is real and raw conversation. That's all we have here, and yeah. just to let people know that there are other people that either are going through what you're going through or something similar, and you can always reach out to someone. So just know that you're never ever ever alone on this planet. Somebody's always there you know, wanting to be there for you or share the journey together because it it can be very, very lonely. So thank you. I appreciate you sharing your journey and all of your, your private story and being able to share that it's going to be okay.
1: Yes, it is.
0: You know, once you keep that mindset and you keep, and you keep that mindset and you keep that faith, um, exercise the mind, body, spirit, all of that, and just take it one day at a time
1: yeah amen to that yeah
0: <laughs> that's it one day at a time that's all you can do one day absolutely oh well thank you so much maria i'm so glad that you're here i appreciate you so so much
1: i appreciate you and thank you for allowing me to um to let this all out and i hopefully i did help someone or touch someone or or maybe someone wants to reach out to me and say, Hey, you know what? I'm going through the exact same thing. Let's meet up. Yes. Let's
0: talk. Let's
1: vent. let's."
0: I'm telling let's, you, uh, you're going to yeah. pioneer this. You're going to be the leader for this. Yeah
1: because it does it gets a little lonely it gets a little lonely like ugh, no one understands you know like no you don't right. understand it's breast cancer and leukemia i lost my mom i lost my sister and this and that you feel like the story just goes on and on and on it's like okay can i close one of these chapters please <laughs> but yes thank you so much for allowing me to come on here and share my story and
0: this is going to be it. the beginning of you being able to write a book just so you know i'm going to give you this recording oh. and you're just going to jot it down <laughs> oh no, I have I mean, enough no, on
1: my plate. Maybe no later. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I love you girl. Thank you. Thank
1: you. I love you too.
0: Thank you so much for listening. I hope this week's episode has somehow changed your life with a smile. If you're looking for guidance through your breast cancer journey, including your recovery, but don't know where to start. Let's chat. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on this podcast, know someone who will be a great guest or have topic ideas, email me at smile at shannonbrose.com. until next week. Live well, laugh often, and love much.